Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Back several weeks ago, Lord woke me up we are in the morning and uh, I was up a few hours and uh, way before pastor had ever asked me if I'd take care of tonight so this message was kind of more or less already put together amen message teaching whatever I want to obey the Lord tonight Amen. I'm going to be turning to Ephesians chapter number 3. Amen. And verse number 20. I'll just let you know early, Ephesians 3 and 20 is my favorite Bible verse. I've probably quoted it, prayed it more than any other scripture in the Bible. God began to work on me with this verse even more than than just being my favorite verse. I guess the reason I like this verse is it speaks to me. You know, there's certain verses in the Bible that's just kind of your verse that it speaks to you and you always return back to that verse. Well, that's kind of been where I've been. But I'm going to read verse 20 and 21. I'm not going to make you stand long. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now I read it a little bit different. I I want to do that again because I pause and, and I've got a purpose for that. Now unto him that is able to do. Almost like it ought to be a comma there. Exceeding and then comma. Abundantly comma. Above. All that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory. In the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end amen heavenly father I pray tonight that you would move let your spirit God take control tonight in this place Lord it's not about me it's not about me ministering but God it's about your word it's about a need oh Lord that I feel like there's needs in this place tonight that need to be ministered to. God, help us and encourage us and strengthen us, Lord, by the Word of God tonight. I ask it in that lovely name of Jesus. And you can be seated. I want to simply use this subject tonight. He's able. Look at your neighbor and say, He's able. He's able. Brother Pat, he's able. 
All of the things that we prayed about tonight for you, he's able. He's able to do that. Amen. In our scripture text, Paul is in prison and he's pinning these words. And he seems to begin in prayer in verse 14. And then in verses 20 and 21, he gives God glory for who he is and what he does. And I really believe tonight that his prayer teaches us some things about our prayer and what it should be like. Amen. It should not be only a time of asking God for everything. You, you know, it's sad to say, but a lot of people never pray and they'll say, need something from God. But I've learned that that I need to thank him some some days I just need to kneel down and start thanking him for what he who he is and what he has done. Amen and give him glory and honor for that. It ought to be a time of not just asking God but it ought to be a time of reflecting on who God is. Hallelujah. And what he has already done. What he, I need to start thanking him. I, I, I begin to, there's times it's good to look back. Y'all hot in here? Turn it down a notch back there, brother. I turned it up. I turned it up on 69 because when I, it was in here this morning, it was cool. So turn it down to 68. I'm, I'm fine, but I want you all to be fine. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It ought to be a time to reflect on our Savior. See, I, I, want to, I want to somehow bring this to you in a way that you won't forget it. So prayer, if I can, if I can just use prayer, prayer is our pump. You know, I, the kids used to have this little thing, pump you up. You know. And, and prayer is our pump to pump God up. Come on now, help me out. And as we pump God up, there is a flow that begins, amen. There is a flow that begins to come to us. And if you stop praying, the flow stops. Come on. Hallelujah. And I think sometimes... The reason we got all of this sickness and junk that we've got, hey, we all battle it. I'm going to tell you, I battle. It seems like since uh, heart surgery of uh, March the 15th of, amen, it seems 18th. Am I right, Sister McGee? See, I was asleep, so I don't remember That there has been a battle that's went on in my life ever since. And I'm not come out of it, but I'm telling you, I've learned to fight it a little better. I've had a Satan to come into our mobile home and attack me time after time. And I get up out of bed and I just begin to rebuke the devil. And I'm going to tell you, after a while, he'll leave. But I'm persistent about praying because I know God is able. And every time he comes back, 
I start praying again. I woke up a week or so ago, and I just began to say, Jesus. And my wife, I guess I woke her up too. She looked over at me. She said, what's wrong? I said, it's that stinking evil spirit again trying to come back, and he's not coming back. And I got up, and I just began to pray. And I prayed for about an hour and a half, and he left. But we're not persistent enough because we're serving a God. I don't care. The Lord is able. Somebody shout, he's able. Glory. I'm feeling better since you said he's able. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, allow me tonight to work on this verse kind of a word at a time because I feel like that's a way or a phrase at a time. And I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to do. First of all, in verse 20, I want to deal with this phrase. Now unto him that is able to do. And I, the Lord just began to work on me, Brother Mason, because as I began to say that first little phrase, now unto him that is able to do. I feel like that I'm at the top of the ladder. Y'all, I want you to think what all he's able to do. Come on now. Get with me tonight. I want you to think of everything that he's able to do. Huh? Come on. Think about all he's able to do. Oh, well, I'll help you a little bit. Think about all that he's able to do. I'll just do a little reminding of it. Genesis 18, 14 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. She's past age. Abraham is past age. Come on now. 99 and 100-year-old people don't have babies. But the Lord said, Is there anything too hard for me? Come on, church. That ought to get us in a place that we can say he's able. If he's able to make somebody conceive at 99 years old, I'm going to tell you, any little problem we've got in here, he can take care of. He is able. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. My God is able. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let's just, just use another little verse. Jeremiah 32. And verse number 17. Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is, everybody said, nothing too hard for thee. Oh, Lord Jesus, if he can make heaven and earth, and if he can just throw the stars in the sky and put them in place, and he made the moon and the stars and the, and, and, and the fish, and, and he created you and me, let me tell you, any problem we've got in here tonight, my God is able. Nothing too hard for him, Brother Mike. He's still able to heal you completely. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Then Jeremiah 
32 and 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Time after time, we run on to this in the Bible that people decide there's just nothing that my God can't do. And we used to have that old song, there's nothing, no nothing that my God can't do. Amen. He's able. Somebody said he's able. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, let's go on beyond that because we can get personal in this thing. Sister Sheila, I remember somewhere around nine years ago that the word cancer was spoke to you. And she went through all of the treatments and wasn't supposed to come to church. And yet, she couldn't keep away from church. She'd come and she'd sit in the back. We told everybody, don't shake her hand. Just leave her alone. We don't want her to get anything. We don't. She's, her, her immune system is down. Amen. She lost her hair. Come on. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't ever remember of hearing a remark from this lady through all of that. God was with her. And nine years later, she's still cancer-free. I'm talking about a God that's able to do it. He can, oh, come on. Your little problems are nothing to God because he's able. Oh, Jesus. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm allowed to get happy here in a minute. Glory, Hallelujah. He's able. I remember a mother that went right out to this hospital, believe it or not. Had a breast removed, muscle underneath her arm. Was it the next day, two days she was in there, or one day? One day, and the next day she come home. Mama was in there one day, and that afternoon she was walking up and down the hallways in the old hospital telling everybody about Jesus and how good he was. She came to our house the next day, and she was out in the front yard planting flowers. She lived 15 years longer without one treatment, without one anything. I'm talking about a God that's able. Somebody say he's able. Oh, oh. I've, seen her, I've seen her pray for the washing machine and it started working. I've seen her pray for the car that wouldn't start and it started. And a friend of mine that works on my motorcycle and my, my son's motorcycle, amen, I, I've talked to him. He's, he can't move. He's, he's, he was... Paralyzed in a motorcycle accident. Move his arms, but everything else below can't move. He's paralyzed. He used to live back here. And I began to talk to that man. And he, he began to open up to me, Brother Mason. And, and then Sister McGee and I ran on to his son and his daughter-in-law the other, well, a week, about a week ago maybe, I don't know, somewhere around, or last week anyway, at McDonald's of all places. And uh, we began to talk to them, and they began to talk to us. And he began to relate some stories about Grandma. 
he told me some that uh, I'd already heard from his daddy. He said, my mamma was Pentecostal. I said, yeah, I know it. I said, your daddy already told me she was Pentecostal. He said, she used to pray for the furnace, and it'd go. And he told us that we was driving down the street in the car. And said, the car quit. Right stinking stoplight, and it wouldn't go no place. said, mamma prayed, hit the key, car started, we went on. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, we've all got a measure of faith. <laughs> Woo! He said, if you could have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to yon mountain to be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it would be done. You know what? We don't release enough of that faith that we've got stored up. Sister Sheila came on a prayer and faith to church. Because her immune system was torn down, she could have got anything. But I'm going to tell you about a God that protected her. Woo! Come on. Satobahusha. He's able. There's nothing too hard for him. Your little problems is nothing to God. I couldn't have here for a church, and it's getting better all the time. I'm telling you, they closed it, closed up. I came over here early, began to pray in my office, and my ears started closing up, and I just started rebuking the devil, praying scripture, and it started coming back right after we started singing and worshiping. I'm going to tell you, if we would just battle on through, come on, instead of saying, I could have just sat down and said, I can't preach tonight. We might as well go ahead and pray and go home. But I'm talking about a God that's able. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Freddie, back problems. I don't even know how many years. He probably don't know either. A bunch of years. But on a revival, I believe it was last night. Simple prayer. He wasn't jumping up and down, rolling the floor, nothing like that. Evangelist prayed for him. Back trouble left. Come on. Come on, church. After battling all those years. And I'm telling you, God is able. If we can just... Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Let me hold on a while. Glory. Hallelujah. God's able. Sister Margaret, I remember a time in early times when you began to come to church that there was financial needs and problems and it didn't look like it could ever work out. But you found out that the more you give God, He give it back. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Come on, church. I'm talking about a God that's able. Glory. Hallelujah. And she's probably better off financially than she's ever been in her life. You know why? Because God's able, He blesses. Come on, God bless us. You can't bless him enough. The more you praise him, the more praise comes back to you. Come on. The more you give him, the more comes back to you. I'm not saying it all comes in money, but he's going to bless you some way. 
Whoo, glory. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. I know this little man sitting up here on the front row. Kindergarten year, I believe it was, Brother Jerry. Maybe first grade, too. I don't remember, but I know kindergarten because I remember several times going picking him up. Couldn't make it through school. Ended up in the hospital two different times. Shooting him through his veins, doing everything they could. We were scared to death. He was a miracle child. And they said, we didn't want to lose him. He'd tell his mama, I don't care what time it was, in the morning or night, didn't matter. He'd say, call, call Papa. I want to hear Papa pray. We'd pray. Fever. Had to be schooled at home. I think that year, more at home than ever at school even, really. Had to have somebody, somebody to come. Turned him out of the hospital, but he couldn't get rid of the fever. For like eight weeks or so, maybe more than that. That fever stuck around, and they had to give him Tylenol and Moltrum. Just keep it up, back and forth. Keep a fever down. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory. But I'm going to tell you, we all began to pray. And Brother Mason, I can't tell you when it happened. You can't probably tell me when it happened. Alex can't tell us when it happened. But I'm going to tell you, it was like over a period of time, he began to get better and better till now. He's hardly ever sick. Yeah, he had to go to Riley's hospital. Found out all those childhood shots that he had was of none effect, didn't do nothing. They had to, his immune system had bottomed out. Had to give him a booster shot to boost his immune system. He caught everything that come along. Oh, oh, oh. oh, but one day Jesus caught him. Woo! Come on, church. Hallelujah. <laughs> All of those problems that plagued him, they don't plague Alex no more. You know why? Because he's able. Somebody better shout with me. I'm telling you, we don't shout enough about it. We don't rejoice enough. When God does something miraculous around here, we need to tell the devil about it. We need to let him know that our God is able. Oh, my Lord, I'm about to, feel, I'm about to break into a Holy Ghost fit here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, thank God the healing process started and Alex is still with us. And now being used of God. God had a purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Mike, Sister Brenda Trout. 
they had came to church in our middle church, the one in the last one we was in in Kingsburg, old Methodist church. They they come in, was baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, but just didn't seem like they could live for God. It wasn't until we come to this church that they come in and began to get involved. And they've been through problems ever since they've been here. Satan is attacked on every hand. But I'm telling you, in the midst of all that, I know God is able. If he can heal Sister Christmas on a Tuesday night service, we didn't even know what was wrong with her, but at times it just felt like we know how it was. At times we just had a prayer before church because it seemed like everybody was sick, just needed prayer. So we had prayer before church. We'd have prayer line. Just starting us because we wanted to feel good during service. She come through that night. We didn't know what she was coming through for. But we found out later. She said, Pastor, I've been battling cirrhosis of the liver. I don't know for how long, for a long time. She had to go to the doctor every Wednesday. Get her enzymes checked so they could adjust medicine. And it wasn't, she had never drank in her life. It wasn't to do with alcohol. The doctor told her that it happens in multiple births. And she had seven children. So she had cirrhosis of the liver. She come through the prayer line that night and went to the doctor the next day. And the doctor said, I don't know what happened, but you, there's no cirrhosis of the liver no more. Everything's all right. The enzymes is all right. Sister Christmas died with heart trouble. But I'm going to tell you, she didn't have no cirrhosis of the liver. I'm telling you, God is able. Come on, I said he's able. Somebody shout he's able. Come on, let's do better than that. He's able. Sister Nadine's daughter in the middle of the night. They called us on prayer band. She lives up in Ohio. They took her in to the hospital and said, we're going to keep her, we can, uh, until morning, and then we're going to have to do surgery and remove her appendix. On the prayer band, we all began to pray. The next morning, sent her home. She still got her appendix. Come on, church. I'm telling you about a God that's able. If we'll get persistent in our prayer, God is able. Come on. <laughs> oh, I hope I get farther than just this. My goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sister McGee had pain in her legs for 17, 18 years. She was on Tylenol, arthritis Tylenol, just constantly. She couldn't sleep. Days she couldn't walk. Last, this past year? Or a year ago, I'm not even sure. This year? This year, you know, we usually have, you know, we, we have communion, and then the next night we'll have foot washing, you know. 
Well, Sister McGee that night went down there back in the back, her and the ladies on the one side and sat down. And my daughter, Roberta, Sister Mason, she knelt down at Mama's feet and began to wash Mama's feet and she began to pray for Mama. That night, God changed things. Mama's not on Tylenol 24-7 no more. Come on! I'm talking about a God that's able. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. At a feet washing, God healed her. Come on, church. You tell me there's not a purpose in it. Oh. Sister Sam, that lovely young lady that come to our church, I don't even know how many years ago now. It's been a long time. She can probably tell you. She testified about it. It's cardboard testimony. Failed relationships. Just couldn't seem to get it right. Now God's given her a family. Come on, I'm saying he's able. I said he's able. I said he's able. Hallelujah. There's more than one that sat in here with marriages that looked like it was going to fail and could never be mended and are still here. Whoo, glory. You know why? Because God is able. He can fix things that don't look like it could be fixed. And sometimes we even wonder. But you know what? After persistent prayer and just keep on praying, not giving up, keep on loving. Come on, church. Keep on loving, keep on praying. God does it. Somebody said he's able. Glory. I'm not getting very long. Fast, am I? Thank you, Jesus. Brother Terry's not here tonight. Brother Zach is. Brother Terry, before he ever got in church, got married the first time. I counseled him before his marriage, and I said, if I already hadn't said I'd do this, I wouldn't even do it. I said, because y'all already just think it's over, and I went through with it. Didn't last. It's hard to do about something about somebody that just leaves and won't come. Yeah. If they're not willing to work it out, you can't work it out. But there was a young lady that come into our church. Red-headed lady. Little, she was just a squirt when they come to our church. Just 
way back when. She came into our church, young lady came into our church. I remember we went to church camp. And I won't forget, she was laying in Sister Roberta's lap and received the Holy Ghost. A church camp. Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda become friends. They're still friends. You'd say something to him. He'd say, well, oh, we're just friends. We're just friends. Well, that's the way it starts. It's got to be friends first. But here they are all these years later. And now Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda's got a fine family. What a great God we serve. I'm not sure where you'd ended up, Brother Zach, but it hadn't have been for God. <laughs> Woo! Glory! I must admit, I was a little worried about you at first. But you know what? We kept persistent in prayer. And Brother Zach turned out all right. You know why? Because God's able. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on God saving them. Don't give up on the backslider. Because I'm telling you, God is able. He's able to even save Mike Penrod. That guy that used to sit on the back row and laugh at everything. He thought him and his son, he just couldn't, he, you know. Hey, he was little and, and I wasn't real old either. We grew up kind of in, this, in Kingsburg Pentecostal Church when we was children. When I started pastoring there, he started coming back and he brought his son. And his son and my son became real good friends. And the first thing you know, he come off of that back row and he give his heart to the Lord. And lo and behold, he got the Holy Ghost. And believe it or not, he done the curly shuffle. He's been doing it ever since. Come on. I'm telling you about a God that's able. Yeah. Come on. He smoked like a chimney. And his chimney quit smoking. Come on. I'm talking. Yeah, come on now. I'm telling you about a God that's able. He's able to do. He can do whatever you need him to do. He's not short on power. He can do it. Glory. Hallelujah. Brother Mason, after multitude of ear surgeries, now he can hear. A hearing bone, artificial hearing bone. But God blessed him. And it was successful. And he can hear. And the doctor's still amazed. It looked like that surgery was going to have to be done over, didn't it? But God is able. Come on. I said God is able. 
thank you, Jesus. Well, I hate to get on myself because I can just start telling and telling and telling. Three years old, God gave me back my life. In my adult life, high triglycerides, 1187. Supposed to be 150. I'd done well to go to work and come home and not hit the couch. No strength. But God healed me. And healed me. Now them triglycerides, anytime I go have my checkup, they're down in the 80s or 90s. I'm talking about a God that's able. The doctor, my doctor didn't understand. He sent me to have four-hour tests at the hospital. But Kenny Carpenter had already said, told my wife, said, there is a miracle on the way, Sister McGee. And it happened. <laughs> Kidney stones. God healed me. I've never had another since. Oh, I'm talking about a God that is able. I had a place on my heel that would not heal up. Believe that or not, it was on my heel and it wouldn't heal up. I remember it was during the time of Norman Miller and the back surgery, the rods, and then they had to take the rods out because it got infection. He had to lay there and lay there till they could healed up and they'd done surgery again. And I was driving back and forth to the hospital in the wee hours of the morning. And I remember going, I was headed up I-64 from Grayville going across, amen, to go to Norman's. And I remember that foot was hurting me so bad that I had to reach down and pull off my shoe because I couldn't stand it. And, and I thought, I just kept praying about it. And it had been there for about a year. We went to uh, Brother Mason's one day and I stopped in there and I told my wife, I said, if this don't, so God don't do something, I'm going to get this taken care of. And I can't, I'm, I'm just like Brother Alex, I can't tell you, Brother Mason, when it happened. But I know all at once that thing is gone and I couldn't even tell you where. I can't even tell you now which, which foot it was on. I don't know. But I'm telling you, God's able. If you'll be persistent with God, He'll do a work for you. He'll do a miracle for you. He'll save your family. He'll heal your body. If you'll be persistent in your prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I know I'm, I've already gone probably longer than pastor. That's all right. It's me tonight. You have to listen to me. Thank you, Jesus. Then a burnt hand. My mother and father-in-law's 50th wedding anniversary. I went. I could not get a long sleeve shirt on over that hand. It was swollen so big. Our neighbor from the first church had had a fire in his mobile home and I could see the flames hitting the roof inside. It was in a skillet on the stove. He lost it. He didn't know what to do. And I didn't really. But I run in and I wrapped a rag around my hand. Big old towel. Grabbed a hold of that skillet. Started carrying it to the door. And when I got to the door, he was in front of the door. And when I stopped, it come back on my hand. That thing was hurting. I went ahead and I'd been mowing the lawn at the church. Put the lawnmower up. Told Sister McGee, we got in, I got in the car and said, Dear, before I go to the mercy room, we're going to pray. Because God's able to take care of this. From that time forward, 
I never had no pain in that hand. Everybody said, well, it killed the nerves, but I could write. Even with it swollen, I, they, put me, they put me on light duty at work, put me in office, and, and, and I, I sat there and wrote all day with that. And they said, McGee, that's just killed your nerves. I said, no, I can feel that pin, y'all. My doctor looked at it twice. He sent me to the surgeon. I went in, and he picked out all of his tools. He's getting ready to do some. I mean, that thing was swollen up, you know. Guess what, though? By the time I, I forgot, I left out a part, but between my mother-in-law and father-in-law's anniversary, and I had to go on a Tuesday to that specialist, all of that swelling had went down and stuck to my hand, and that was just a wrinkled hand. That doc specialist come and look, took one look at that, Brother Pat, and he said, Man, you're a fast healer. You just seen the doctor Thursday. I said, no, sir, I ain't a quick healer, but the God that I serve is. He said, do you mind if I take pictures? I said, you take all of them you want. Guess what? He sent me back to my, my family doctor, and when I walked into my family doctor, the nurse unwrapped that hand, and she did run out of that room and go and went and told the doctor, said, I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. Said, this is amazing. You got to come and look. I'm telling you what God does. He said, now that hand will get sunburned. You want to wear a glove on it. It'll get burned easy. You know what? None of those things have happened. In fact, I can hold them out. You couldn't even tell I've been burned. Deep second, almost third degree burn. I'm telling you, my God is able. Come on. No pain. I'm telling you, God is able. We need to be persistent with God and he'll do the work. Hallelujah. Well, I don't want to drag on and on, but heart surgery, y'all know it. God done that too. Took care of me. Heart surgery. Nine days in the hospital, but when I come out, God was started doing the work. Thank you, Jesus. My son in college, I can't tell you how many times we had to pick him up. He was going through something. It was nothing but demonic bothering him, Sister McGee. It was a demonic thing. My father-in-law had to go pick him up on the highway. He couldn't even get all the way to college. He was headed to college in Evansville. He couldn't even get all the way to college. He just, he, he'd lose it. He called me. I went down one night to pick him up to college, and it was raining. He was laying on the sidewalk in the rain. But I'm going to tell you, God done a work one night while he was laying in bed. The Lord done something. The Lord come and give him a visitation. I'm talking about God that's able to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want you to think about where we went with just one phrase. I don't know about you, but just the one phrase, I feel like I'm at the top of the ladder. I feel like I'm as far as I can go, that there's just no place to go now. But I want to remind you that there are some other things that I need to talk about real quick. Hallelujah. Where do we go from here? Then he blows our mind with another word. Somebody say, exceeding. 
you're at the top of the ladder, and that's as good as it can get. Somebody shout exceeding. Exceeding. Glory. Hallelujah. The Greek meaning there is surpassing. Glory. It's above. Now we're above the ladder. <laughs> Glory. And we're beyond. That's beyond anything else. Come on now. Exceeding. Come on. He's able. Hallelujah. Superior to. Superior to anything else. Come on, church. Exceeding. Above it all. Come on. My God is able to do exceeding. Somebody say exceeding. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory. Now we're above the ladder. We're floating around up here, you know. Somewhere between heaven and earth. How much farther can we go? Where are we going to go from here? Ephesians 2 and 6 says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When you're in Christ, honey, you'll go beyond where the ladder will take you. <laughs> now he adds another word to our already blowing mind. Abundantly. Somebody say abundantly. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. That's a whole bunch. That's more than you asked for. Come on, church. Oh, glory. Woo. More than expected. Beyond the point which motion or action proceeds. You can't. You don't even know how to act now. <laughs> You've seen people win stuff, you know. You, you, you've seen them win money. Man, they get all excited. They're jumping, you know. Who wants to be a millionaire? And they get all excited, you know. Win so much money. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, this is above. This is exceeding. This is abundantly. See, see the Greek meaning... Of abundantly as a whole bunch or more than expected. It means this is heavenly. It's out of place and time. Woo! It's a God thing. That's the only thing you can say. When it's abundantly, it's a God thing. Our head is spinning. How much more can we stand? Then another phrase to top all phrases. Above. All we ask you know what you know what our problem is we just don't ask enough yeah ask and keep on asking seek and keep on seeking we need to be persistent with God if we just kind of let it go and not well, he's up in Riley's, bless God. Well, God won't answer now. We'll just leave it in his hands. We got persistent, Brother Mason. That wasn't good enough. I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not ready to give up until they're healed.
<laughs> Glory. He heals marriages. Come on. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Thank you, Jesus. Above. Higher. On top of. Now you're on top of higher, whatever that is. It's in uh, excess of, or it's over everything else. Now you're above. Glory. Think all the things that you could ask God for. He said, I'll do more than you can even ask. <laughs> Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then he adds another phrase. He says, or think. Think all. I want you to just think what you'd like God to do for you. Just think about it. Just think what you'd like God. Just think about it. Just think about what you'd like for God to do. And he said, I'll do beyond that. You, in fact, he says, you can't even think about what I'm going to do. You'll never imagine in your head what all I can do. I'll do more than you can think. He was building us up. And now it comes to reality. He's building us up, and now he's coming to a reality. And now he lays it in our lap. He says, according to the power that worketh in us. Colossians 1.29 says, Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Paul said, works in me mightily. Acts 1 and 8, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The power that worketh in us has everything to do with our relationship with God. Let me say it again. I said the power that worketh in us has everything, Brother Zach, to do with the relationship I've got with him. And I'm not so sure that right now our relationship is what it ought to be. Brother Freddie, I remember a time in the church that it wasn't like this sickness all the time. And I'm going to put the blame part of it on us because I don't think we pray like we used to pray. I don't think we're persistent like we used to be persistent. Because I can remember, even in the second church, I can remember men when we used to pray in the basement, and I can remember prayer was still going on, and church had began, and people come up them steps speaking in tongues already. Church had already began in the basement. Come on, church. I'm talking about a God that is able if we'll get persistent in our prayer. 
Brother Zach and I was talking a little bit about a Ford church tonight. I wasn't sure anybody's going to be here. Brother Zach said, oh, yeah, Pastor just said, Bishop, just wait. said, you know, it's not 10 till yet. I said, Brother Zach, it didn't used to be that way. He said, no, 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 Bishop, it didn't. Because he said, I remember Daddy dragging our tails in the car and we get to church an hour early. You know why? It wasn't a visit. It was about prayer. Come on. They were seeking God for the service before service. Come on. There was already healing power before service began. You know why? We found out that if we was persistent, God was able. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Three things that affect us and will change our relationship with God. And I can tell you right now, of all my years of pastoring and being bishop, in these three things, if anybody that ever come in my office, I found out they were slack in one of these areas. It's the Word of God, prayer, and worship. You start slacking off in any three of these things and your prayers you got to pump God up. you got to let Him know he, you love Him. Hebrews 12, 14, 50. I'm trying to hurry on. Follow peace. Now listen to this. Follow peace with all men and holiness. In other words, I'm supposed to follow peace and holiness. Two things. And holiness without which no man shall see God. If you haven't got peace, and if you haven't got holiness, you're not even going to see God. Verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, let any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And then Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And I'm going to tell you, all of these other churches like to use that. Well, I'm saved by grace. Well, I'm saved by grace through faith. If you believe something enough, you'll get involved. If you believe the Dodge is the best car or truck, you'll buy one. If you believe Chevrolet is, you'll buy one. If you believe Ford is, you'll buy one. And then it may be that you just haven't got the money, so you buy what's available. For as a body without the Spirit, James 2.26 for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. They said, well, it isn't your works. Bless God. But I'm going to tell you, works counts because without the works, you're dead. Come on. Faith is an action word that calls for us to do something. If you believe your car will start, you'll turn the key. 
But if you don't think it is, you'll just sit there. Call the mechanic. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna get on holiness very long, but I could. Holiness is an inner spirit manifesting itself on the outside. It starts on the inside. And if you've got enough on the inside, it will work its way out and it is able, you're able to see it. The manifestation of it. And you're able to see it because holiness makes you look different. It makes you talk different. It makes you go different places than you used to. It makes you keep different company than you used to keep. And I'm closing. I know you didn't think I was ever going to. You can tell pastors, Bishop held you for an hour. I'm going to ask you a question tonight. What are you holding on to that's keeping you from having the power of deliverance? What are you holding on to that's keeping you from having the power of deliverance. How many wants to be healed? How many wants her family to be saved? And I'm going to tell you, there's times that we have prayed and prayed and prayed so long we didn't think it was ever going to happen. But there's one thing that I found out. Then in the midst of all that, what you've got to do is say, okay, God, I can't do nothing about it. In fact, I don't even know how to pray anymore. God, your will be done. They're in your hands. So as you see this ladder tonight, I want you to think about it because God is able to do beyond that. This thing isn't tall enough. And I believe this is a 10-foot ladder. Sister, it'll be all right. I don't care if I'm 69. I can still climb a ladder. It'll be all right. He's able. If I can get up here, he's able to get me down. See, I want you to... Man, let that faith get increased. Oh, Bishop can't even climb the ladder no more. I want you to think about it, though. You're at the top of the ladder just from what he's able to do. I want you to think about it tonight. I'm, you can stand. I'm not going to ask Brother Mason to play. I know he could, but... I know I've already held you too long, so kids got to go to school. God bless you. Lord, we thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.